on this episode of Resi Week, Sonos has partnered with everyone. We talk about the impact that will have on the CDS show as well as the residential channel. Sony has a brand new 4K TV that you can get into 100 inch for under $100,000. All that and more next on Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 31, recorded Monday, September 5th, 2016. Open APIs. Resi Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like Access Networks. Welcome to Resi Week. This is your weekly wrap-up of all the latest news and stories in the residential AV industry. I'm your host today, Matt D. Scott for avnation.tv. Today, I am pleased to be joined for the second week in a row by my good friend, Todd Puma. Todd, how are you doing today? How's it going, Matt? Good to see you again two weeks in a row. As I keep telling you, we need to see other people. We can't. Uh, no, other really? people. Yeah, Todd, if you don't know him, is the president of the Source Home Theater we're also joined by Jason Savage. He is the West Coast Sony Custom Integration guy. Jason, how are you today? Hey, good, guys. How are you guys up to? We are great. Thanks so much for being here. Then last but not least, because our friend Joe Whitaker decided not to join us today. Don't punk out Joe. Oh, I'm totally punking out Joe. This is what he gets for, for punking out on a show. He earns it. He gets the wrath of Matt. We have my good friend, Tim Albright, the founder of avnation.tv. Tim, how are you? I, I'm unprepared. I'll just put it that way. Hey. I, have, I haven't shaved. I have a cap on. I'm. We're, let's see how this goes. I haven't shaved either, so we're good. Yes, but yours looks good. That's <laughs> so. true. That's very true. All right, let's, let's jump right in, guys. Um, this past week leading into the weekend was a bit of a – it was a bit of a big news day. Uh, as you can see over on Residential Systems, we'll pull this up for you. Sonos, the big bad behemoth in multi-room, decided that they were actually going to do some real integration. Uh, this article comes to us from Residential Systems and my good friend, Lindsay Adler. Sonos is, they're jumping in finally and opening up a little bit. They're giving uh, some, or, or they're, they're, offering some true control with Crestron Control 4, Lutron, Savant, and more to come. Guys, this is this is a huge deal. I you know, there's a lot of us in the industry that either love and hate Sonos. Um, but it's had the probably one of the best uh, customer adoption rates of any multi-room product um, that there's ever been. How big of a deal is it that, you know, Crestron and Control 4 and Savant and Lutron now have some true API control? Uh, as the other integrator on the show, Todd, what, you know, what's your feeling on this? As you know, throughout many years, I was kind of calling uh, Sonos the death of our industry. It was the beginning and the end. Hold on one second. Do you have a Crestron box with a Sonos box in the background? Oh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> did you notice that? I just did. I did. That's fantastic. I'm sorry. Continue. Okay. So, 
for many years, I've kind of always been intimidated by what Sonos was causing in the industry. Um, they were a DIY brand, only focused on getting to the end user. Um, they used our outlet for many years to say that they're all about integrators. When the economy went down, um, you know, that's what was there at Sonos. They were keeping guys running. They were keeping guys making money and, uh, you know, somewhat making profits. Um, I always had a little bit of a beef with them because I believe if you don't open your API, then you're not part of the industry. You're not working with us. You're working against us. And you know what? It could be wrong thinking. It could be right thinking. But it's just something that I've been challenged with for many years. But the one thing I stated uh, by working with Mark Feinberg and other integrators that love the brand, I stated many times before, if they did come around and worked with us and opened their API, I would be all for it. My hesitations are always this, is many years ago, customers always stated, I don't like this product, this doesn't work right, and that was the cause of third-party products working in the ecosystem. You know, um, I'm going to state this, but this is not the case. Lutron working with Crestron. So Crestron corrected that by taking the shading and lighting and putting it into their own ecosystem, which built an overall better customer experience. When a change was made, it was made through the ecosystem. It wasn't made through third party that crashed the whole system. Also, it wasn't a learning curve. It's something that we currently learn through one manufacturer. Uh, with Sonos coming around again, and now they're doing this, and we're working with more third party products like Nest Sonos and Amazon, and the list goes on and on and on. It's taking me a little bit of um, a while to get used to this. Uh, am I for it? I'm going to be for it because uh, Sonos, like you said, it's something the customers do request and they want, and it's nice to have a uh, part of your ecosystem and integration. Um, have Does anyone here know exactly what it's going to do for us? No, we don't. Uh, we might have an, uh, an idea, but we have to see uh, what's going to happen, just like other integration companies, Onomics, Lutron, Amazon, and the list goes on and on. Um, I'm embracing this, and I'm all for it. Uh, what Crestron's doing is the only one in manufacturer that's going to take a different angle on this, uh, where they're going to be working as a full um, – um, oh, um, never mind. I can't say anymore. Sorry, that's not in the article. <laughs> uh, but Crestron's taking a different angle with this than no one is, and you'll be seeing more at Cedia. Very, very good. Jason, um, this is you know something that Todd kind of approached. It, it's something that we've been talking about for a while where they needed to become part of the industry opposed to just kind of an add-on. Uh, is this something that's going to completely extend that, or is it still – are the handcuffs still on a little bit? Um, you know, I guess the proof is in the pudding. You know, we'll see what, um, you know, what it, what it rolls out and what it actually looks like. You know, I have to take my, my Sony hat off here for a second and, you know, and certainly say that, you know, this is my own personal opinion. Um, I think Sonos is probably a few years uh, behind where they should be as far as being partners with, uh, with AV integrators as well as uh, working with third-party devices. Um, Don't for, disagree yeah, with that at all. Throw my Sony hat back really quickly. Um, you know, we we make uh, we make AV receivers that integrate with uh, with Sonos and with uh, our high res audio players, uh, but there's no API. Where you know it's a it's a watch the network uh, type of situation. So uh, I think it's uh, I think it's inevitable that uh, they had to make this change. You know, I think it's uh, I think overall it's probably going to be uh, for the betterment of everybody uh, that's that's selling this product and using this product that they're going to work with Amazon all the way through Crestron um, right. and probably going to see a lot more uh, crossover there but um, 
you know, honestly, at the end of the day, I, I don't see how they could continue to 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 be the Sonos uh, without ma making this making this change and, and, and coming on board with uh, with all the third party guys. Just just my read on it, and like I said, I, Sony hat off here. I think they're I think they're a couple of, I think they're a couple of years behind uh, where they should be, quite frankly. Well, so uh, Sony for many years, um, they came up with a couple of receivers that integrated with Control Four with two-way communication, right? Uh, and you guys sure. have been around forever. You guys are the industry, uh, pretty much. Uh, it, the beginning started with Sony, and you know every customer wanted Sony and still wants Sony. Um, but with Sony, uh, how they work is most of the integration with you guys is kind of just IR based, and you know little by little, it's becoming more IP based. May I ask you a question that? possibly can't be answered, but are you going to get aboard with the Crestron, I mean, with the Sonos and integration, you know, train and start working with multiple manufacturers with opening your API and two-way communication, then the list goes on between your media servers, projectors, TVs, DVD player, Blu-ray players, whatever it may be. Um, is that going to be something in the future that we sure. might see? Um, and I, and I'll, I'll say this to that. We've been working really, really hard. My, uh, I've, I was an integrator for 16 years before I came to work at Sony. Uh, and, you know, even at the time, again, I was a little surprised that Sony was hiring guys out of the CI world to, uh, to come and represent their product or, or talk about their product, train on their product. So uh, where we've come in the last five years uh, from when I started with the company to where we are now is a complete 180, um, not only from the level of support, uh, but also the engineering side of things. Um, Again, I can hook you up uh, offline or online, whatever, but uh, you know, we actually have a, a dedicated engineer on our staff that does nothing but coding. Uh, so uh, typical, unfortunately, sometimes of, of big companies where this giant thing that nobody knows anything about. <laughs> so you, you've got to know the, you've got to know the, the inlets uh, to, uh, to get information out of, out of the company, quite frankly. So that's, that's one of the reasons that I got hired. Uh, is to be a conduit for that information and to sort of be a traffic cop and say, hey, if you need drivers, you know, this is who to talk to. If you need technical support, I'm the guy to talk to. If you need an RA or you need, you know, infield support, this is the number to call. You know, I still deal with integrators that have been Sony dealers for 10 years, at some of them, and they're like, what, you guys have an integrator support line? What? <laughs> you have a driver database somewhere that I can get my hands on? Are you kidding me? Where's, where's this been? You have a dedicated website that's just for custom install products? What? So, um, again, <laughs> I still have my work cut out for me, apparently, <laughs> but uh, we're, we're, uh, we're going to continue to uh, to push that envelope and to, to make that information available and to be the, uh, the integrator's choice, at least uh, my boss Frank Stearns has anything to say about it. Uh, we're we're going to be the we're going to be the one that everybody wants to to go with. Very good, Tim. You and I have talked about this uh, fairly extensively back and forth uh, over the the Sonos thing. What, how much of this is a change? Not not only something that you know, as both the guys have brought up, that Sonos needed to do years ago, and we've been railing on them for years that they've needed to open up the chain and make it more accessible and more, honestly, integratable with everything else that the CI line is doing. But part and parcel with that has been their dedication to mobile and the fact that, yeah, we don't, yeah, sure, it kind of needs to be part of a control system, but if you can pull out your phone and just hit the app, it's just as fast. How much of you know this announcement and, and this joining is them realizing that not all clients want to have to pull and launch an app every time they want to adjust something. 
it, it's, it's, it's an incredible departure from a year ago. Um, if you guys remember, a year ago, uh, Cedia, Sonos had, right before, made this big announcement. They were going to be going into Best Buy and a couple other big box stores. And that was this huge thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this this is kind of a, almost a, a, a declaration from Sonos saying, okay, we get it. Let's do some integration now. Right. Not everybody wants to do a cell phone. Not everybody wants to have another app in there uh, on their phone or on their on their tablet to do, to do X, Y, and Z. So I think it's a, it's it's not quite a one hundred and eighty, but it's a real change from a year ago. Well, and is it just is it just that it's the change in them realizing that they need to hit more more clients and and more things like that, but also realizing that. It's not just about us. It's about the client experience. So just like, just, oh, yeah, just like Todd said about how, you know, somebody with a Crestron on home, they don't want to have to, again, pull out their phone after using their touch panel on the wall to find their proper playlist. They still want to be able to walk into that room and easily and honestly cheaply hit a button and turn the volume up or turn the volume down. So, so think about this. Um, you've got... Sonos, which somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe Sonos um, has the, the how do I say this? The biggest booth of anybody who had a Super Bowl commercial at CD. Oh, by far. Right? Yep. So, Ginormous booth. They also had a Super Bowl commercial, right? Um, good, great uh, exposure for the, the CI channel. But it was Sonos kind of going on their own, mm-hmm. right? They were saying, so we're, here, we're here, we're Sonos. We can give you music, you know, wherever you want it. Um, this, I think what this says is, okay, we've got the lower tier, in, you know, installs. We've got the folks who, the DIY, to, to, to Todd's point. Now let's go over the next, now let's head for the next tier, or the next two or three tiers. To get to those, these are folks who are putting control systems in. Mm-hmm. That's why you've got them integrating with, with Control 4, with, with uh, Crestron, with Lutron folks who already have systems in their homes, and let's be honest about what those, what the price tag of those systems are. These are not $1,000 home automation or, or $1,000 home renovation systems. These are not $1,000 technology systems. They're going to be a little bit above that. So these are these are second and third tier um, uh, integrations. They're wanting to get into that, which is why they have to, to partner with and play nice with these with these stalwarts of, of control systems. Well, and I think there's also something to be said for the fact that, you know, if I've got a Play 1 and a Play 3 in my house, yeah, I might show that off maybe when my friends come over, but nothing on the level of, you know, our clients that have a dedicated theater room or, you know, a six-figure, seven-figure automation system or AV package those clients, that's, you know, the second, first, second, third thing that they show off when somebody comes over to their house. So what is more, you know, appealing to somebody, you know, company-wise like Sonos, who's had a lot of success in that that entry-level market, to now have something that can sit right beside the Crestron controller or the Control 4 controller and the rack full of, you know, Crown Amps or, or whatever else is in that house, to have all of those white boxes sitting there as a as an advertisement for it um i I, again i'm shocked it took them this long 
but I love the fact that they did it. Yeah. Now, go ahead. That's that's the problem. Is it took them this long? Why did it take them this long? They took share of the market. Mm -hmm. There was nobody else around. Now Heos, you know, Paradigm. The list goes on and on. Are starting to develop products similar to that that are integration friendly. You know, there's a red flag that goes up. Uh, you know, and I'm gonna play devil's advocate throughout this whole you know process with Sonos because no, you? <laughs> only no. This, I don't believe only, this is the only brand that as uh, you know has. Um, got into me for such a long time. I am a dealer at this point and I signed up because of the Crestron Alliance uh, and I'm going to support them. But there is red flags that pop up. They are a business. They have to figure out how to merge, how to grow with the smart home and automation. What better way to do it than integrating with other companies and having them do everything for them? You know, Crestron has leverage. They're working with Sonos. So now other customers are going to start understanding Crestron that isn't at, uh, you know, the highest end uh, solutions that are offered. You know, Control 4 and all these other manufacturers are going to use the Sonos name as leverage. And it is going to build more awareness. But the question is, did Sonos really do it at the right time? Or did they understand at this point that with building their storefronts, with, you know, doing all the marketing that I've done, they might have, you know, completed their resources, uh, their growth period of where they were going. Um, customers are out there. Customers are always looking for something new and great. There is no loyalty to brands with clients. They don't care. Uh, yes, Apple has a majority in that world, but even now people are going to Samsung phones. Uh, people are starting to go around to different technologies. Um, they, this day and age, there is no brand loyalty. There is no manufacturer loyalty. There is no you know company loyalties. It's a free-for-all. There's too Except much to information Sony. out Except to Sony, of course. Yeah. There's right. a lot. There's integrators... <laughs> Integrate, integrators at this point need to stand their ground. We need to constantly change and learn and adapt to newer solutions, but we also have to be honest about where we're going. We also have to you know, speak our minds when, okay, Sonos, let's ask the hard questions. Why did you decide to do this? Yeah, we're here, here's the fluff, but you said prior that they have always been in this integration. They have always been in this business, but they didn't want to open their API because when customers called, they didn't want to have to say, well, you know, you have to go to your Crestron dealer. Unfortunately, that is not our issue. They would be able to complete the solution. They would be able to work through networking and offer that... a better customer service. Hold on, hold on. But is sure. that a is that a bad thing? It's not. No, it's a great thing. From what where we, was doing. From where we sit in the industry, though, as as the CI guys, mm -hmm. it's a it's a terrible thing that they wouldn't open their API for so long. Right for us. But as a consumer, I don't care. I just want the thing to work. Yeah, and right. that's that's always been you know. In full disclosure, we at Omega we've been Sonos dealers for, gosh, long before they were. Heck, even in Best Buy. And the thing we always loved about it was, and I hate to, to, to say it like this, but if nothing else in the system worked, Sonos as, long as, as long as the internet was on, Sonos freaking worked. Solid. It, didn't, it wouldn't matter if the remote batteries died. They could pull out their phone and just freaking play music. Yeah. And that's what most people, you know, once you get out of watching TV, that's what they want. They just want the freaking music to play. When they're having dinner. I get what you're saying that it, it took them way longer than it should have, but I don't think they really care. No, they don't. And they've built such a huge, such a huge base of people that again have one or two products and just swear by the thing. The fact that they waited till they were able to A hopefully get it right, 
be do really stupid, simple, cool things like the Lutron Pico that, you know, it's another one of the parts of this story is, you know, they've got a, a little on-wall Pico controller that, you know, Tim just threw that up for us, that it's a $49 battery-operated controller that, like for in my house, I want one of these so I can put it in my son's nursery. So when he's, you know, sleeping in his crib, hopefully, and I want to turn down his sleeping music, I don't have to pull out my phone as I'm, you know, either rocking him to sleep or trying to find a soother. It's it's little stuff like that that they're doing that I, I think just makes a ton of sense. But it's a lot of movement, right? Think about it. They're oh, it's working a huge, right. Huge. They're working with every manufacturer. So how the question I have for them at Cedia is how are you gonna handle all these different products, you know, service calls and all like Lutron, Crestron, Control Four, Savant, uh, you know, iPort. How are they going to handle all these different manufacturers? Is it going to be a support line? Does it go to the dealers? Does it go to Crestron? Who who's this going to go to when there's a problem? Is it going to be just like the cable companies that immediately comes to us and we're fixing their problem, but they get paid? And again, with Sonos, the reason why I picked them is because you said it. They're the most stable media server out there at this point and it's going to offer our customers a great solution that's guaranteed to work but this is a lot of movement in one year a lot a lot of manufacturers from a company that you know stood on their customer service everything was internal everything was through them how are they going to fix this how are they going to when there's an issue what are they going to do that's that's the questions that well, I, I have I, I think it comes down to and again I'm not I really don't care who supports it <laughs> <laughs> well, you will when there's a. Well, issue. I will when they're calling us. Right. But again, we bill for it, so yeah. What do you do? Um, how you know how long have they been in the works on this? Uh, one year. Uh, <laughs> really? Does anybody have a confirmation on that? Oh God, no. I could confirm with the Crestron period. That's all I could confirm with is how long they worked with them for. Right, but from Crestron. But you Correct. don't know how long how long Sonos has been working on it. You're right. That's correct. I don't. And I know I like I've had some some off the off the record conversations with guys from Sonos and you know it's something that they've looked at for quite a while. It you know I I get what you're saying. I think the biggest thing that I see is that it's yes, though they're opening up a whole lot of support questions. But how many of those clients are going to call Sonos? How many of them are going to call us? Um, but let's move on. Otherwise, we'll we'll chat about this forever. Uh, over on CNET, we've got a story on Sony's brand new, brighter Z series TVs. You must be Canadian. I am. You got that. <laughs> the Z series. It sounds so much cooler than Z. The Z series. <laughs> no, the Z series. They may put you in debt, but you'll look great doing it. <laughs> I did not write this byline. <laughs> um, just the other day, Sony announced, uh, obviously, their brand new Z series, or Z series, depending where you are, um, showing uh, everything from a 65 up to 75 in a crazy 100-inch model that, shockingly enough, they did not show pricing on. Do you have pricing on that, Jason? Yeah, I do. That's, uh, that TV will come on sale. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's 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 public information. Okay. Uh, that TV will sale for sixty thousand dollars retail. 
That's so bad. That's not bad at all. When you're shopping, you know, and of course, I mean, I train in dealers in 13 states. I, I travel, uh, I, I travel my territory and we've talked about this and, you know, some of the guys in the room get sticker shocked immediately and like, oh my God, 60,000 bucks. And I was like, have you shopped for a hundred inch size from brand X, Y, or S other brand? Uh, they're north of a hundred thousand bucks. So oh, you're yeah. talking a $40,000 discount compared to those guys. And uh, we've got some pretty unique technology. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a stunner. Um, I just saw it actually uh, in San Diego. Uh, they're boxing up for Cedia. So I've seen actual production pieces of this TV. It'll knock the eyes right out of your head. I mean, it's really, it's really awesome. It's, uh, I mean, of course I'm paid to say that, but you know, I've been in the, I've been in the <laughs> uh, since 1996. Uh, I've seen a lot of technologies come and go and, and, and you know, really amazing things for people to put their eyes on. Yeah, this so is, uh, yeah, this is one of those watershed kind of TV uh, technology marks, certainly for Sony. So this is this is a 4K line, of course. It is Correct. LED. It's not OLED. Correct. It's direct local dimming. Um, can you can you give some insight onto why it's better than OLED? Sure. So, um, and you know, again, and say it slow so Tim gets it. Sure. Okay. He's a huge well, OLED fan. I'm a fan of direct view. TVs, uh, going back to the plasma days, uh, sold lots of PD, PDP panels, Amen. you know, inch was, you know, $15,000 in, you know, 2000, 2001. So, you know, I, you know, I get it. And I, I, uh, I appreciate the performance of those sets, but we're 16 years on now, you know, 15, 14 years on now, we should have something better. So, uh, reason that, uh, the LCD technology is still, this in quotations better than um, OLED is uh, we can go bigger so we can make the panels bigger than 65 inches but right now uh, that's the largest you know OLED panel that you'll you'll get out there um, you'll be able to do um, you know brighter because we're, we can actually illuminate the TV uh, discreetly behind the television behind the LCD panels as opposed to relying on the lighting elements themselves to create the, the forward light. So, or excuse me, the, you know, the illumination on the TV. I think uh, when you kind of put those things together and you add the, the, the panel life of LCD versus OLED uh, into the mix, you're going to get a TV that probably equal dollars uh, you know, out of your wallet as a customer, but mm -hmm. the, the TV will last longer, will be bigger, will be brighter, and will probably maybe not in every single category outperform OLED, but in, in the categories that really matter, uh, I, I think we're I think we're going to stomp on them, or at least uh, show uh, show up to the party with uh, with our biggest guns uh, blazing uh, compared to what what they're doing uh, with our competitors. Stuff. Very good, Tim. You we everybody who knows you or yeah. or listens to the show knows you're a huge OLED guy. Yes. Um, knowing that you'll be able to see this at Cedia. And Jason will give you a personal tour. Um, of course I will. See how how much if 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 just like Jason says, it's got a better picture than OLED. How much of a game changer, if you will, if we're able to, or, or Sony is able to to produce an LED TV that looks as good, if not better, than an OLED? How much does that change? 
the market going forward. Well, here's the and yes, I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of OLED. I'm, I'm a big fan fan of emissive technology in general. That's why I think OLED is the the, the next evolution of, of plasmas, and, and I was a big fan of plasmas. If this it, it looks as good as, as the the you know the the uh, CNFP set says it does, um, you look at it from a couple different angles. First of all, the hundred inch. Let's start with that. You're not going to get a whole lot of from the commercial side and what we do with AV Week. Um, there's some use there, but you also have in the residential and the CI market. You're going to have a lot of folks go only got you know holy cow. We can get into a hundred a hundred inch TV for less than a hundred grand. Jason's right. That has been hundred to two hundred grand has been about where it's been. Mm-hmm. So you can get into a Sony, which uh, um, uh, Todd mentioned earlier has been kind of a, a Cadillac brand since the 70s and the 80s, you can get into a Sony, a 100-inch Sony, for less than 100 grand, significantly less than 100 grand. That one right there, I think, is what's really going to pique people's interest and, and start them getting interested in, in this and the technology. It is going to need to be seen, though, right? Folks who install this, folks who spec this, folks who are going to say you have to have this TV over anything else, they're going to have to see it. Right, they're gonna to have to see it not only on a trade show, but also you know in, in the real world, right? Whether it's it's Jason coming around with the sixty-five inch version um, to you know Todd's uh, you know place of business or Omega, um, or seeing it in a, in a real life installation. Nothing in Sony or anybody else is going to be on CDS show floor in two weeks, but there is a trade show smoke and mirrors that happens, right? I want to see it in a real world. Right? I want to see it in somebody's living room. I want to see it in somebody's boardroom. I think what he's saying is he'd like to see it in his, and if you have a demo <laughs> unit, he'd love to review it. <laughs> he would like the prototype unit. 70, 75 inch would be lovely. If it, you know. <laughs> no, it's... I think it would be interesting to, to see how Sony takes this and takes the technology um, and, and honestly, and, and, and competes with other folks who are doing LED and, and some who are doing OLED. Now, Todd, we were talking about this pre-show um once you see this is this something that would cause you to be more interested in selling sony or or moving more sony shall we say to be honest with you you know um with televisions and we were talking earlier about uh brand loyalists um with the tv brands and uh manufacturers I've been very loyal to Samsung for many, many years. Um, throughout the years, uh, last year actually, Samsung uh, raised some red flags, which has ca- caused me to do a little more research on Sony. Uh, so this year I will be spending more time uh, at Cedia checking out the Sony brands and products that are offered and also getting a little more education and figuring out what brands would work best with the integration products that I'm using. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's check it out. Let's go for it. You know, Beautiful. Beautiful. Good, thanks. All right, gentlemen, since we spent so much time talking Sonos, we're out of time. Uh, Jason, thank you so much for being here. This was, uh, I believe, your first time with us. Um, where, where can people connect with you? So I will be uh, on the CDS show floor in the Sony booth. Just look for the six-foot-tall salt-and-pepper dude uh, walking around in the booth, <laughs> uh, giving tours. Um, so that's an easy way to get a hold of me. Uh, you can find me on you know, Facebook under Jason Savage with a Y. So Jason, J-A-Y-S-O-N, uh, Savage, S-A-V-A-G-E. 
at facebook.com. Pretty easy to get a hold of me there. Um, and of course, uh, if you're anywhere on the West Coast and you deal with uh, some of the major distributors or you deal with uh, sales companies in, in any of those regions, most of those guys are going to know uh, how to get a hold of me. Um, like I said, I'd be happy to appear on your show anytime if you've got questions or whatever. And uh, mm-hmm. definitely a personal tour of the Sony booth so we can get them away from the other S brand. Do it. Do it. <laughs> very, very good. Todd, thanks for being here for the second week in a row. Thank you, Matt, for having me. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Todd Anthony Puma, uh, as well as Instagram, Facebook, and any other social media sites. Uh, but this year, you can find me at Cedia as a Cedia tweet, and also behind the Cedia booth, hiding out uh, since Crest is no longer there. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm going to send them a copy of the show. Uh, Timmy, thank you for filling in for the... Uh, unfortunately, tardy Joe Whitaker. Um, where can people find you? Uh, Avnation.tv. That that is uh, that is the my, best place. As well, I, I want to I want to steal it for just one second. Your and, pictures all over that one. Well, by here's the, way. the thing. This right here is is a pretty artwork that Matt made for us. This is our Cedia our Cedia page, our Cedia um, section of the website. Um, Love this it. is where all of our uh, you know, we'll, we are going to have a ton of coverage there. We are, and and I'll be there. Todd will be there. Uh, Uncle Richie, Rich Fragoza. Um, <laughs> so yeah, tons of play- folks will, will be hanging out, and we'll be doing booth tours, and, and I'm going to go by and, and see uh, see this on your TV. Um, but for social media, it's it's TD Tim David Albright on Twitter. Very very good, and of course myself. If you'd like to follow me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D Scott and pretty much everywhere else on social platforms. But as Tim mentioned, please stop by avnation.tv. You'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows and all the other verticals that we cover. When you visit our website, hence you're going to visit our website, but when you do, stop by and take a look at our underwriters. They support us, allow us to do this, and produce these shows that you love oh so much. So please stop by, take a look and uh, click through and and give them some support as well. Thank you so much for watching. Thanks to you guys for being here. That is all the time we have for Resi Week.